It's time for the Jeremy Paul Show with your hosts, Mark Stafford and Jeremy Paul. Jeremy Paul Show. Up the Brumbies. JP. Kia ora. Happy Easter. Happy. You. What a champion you are talking to us on Good Friday. Oh, I love you. I missed, mate. Missed you. We missed you. you there was so much concern for you last week, mate. Oh, I know. How oh, many no, times we, have we you had, had a, COVID now? Mate, this is my third in 18 months. It's those parasites of kids I've got. Like, <laughs> they've got uh, – they're just Petri dishes, bro. <laughs> like, they don't understand social distancing. No. They don't understand it. And like, what? And he, he, here's what you're doing to, to solve the situation. You're having another kid. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, yep. <laughs> Everyone keeps saying congratulations, or is it commiserations? Like, what, what, what which one is it? <laughs> nah, bro, I'm excited. I'm pumped. 20 days today, 20 days till D Day. Oh. Um, and uh, gonna have my little boy. So, is there a temptation to call him Brumby? Imagine Brumby Paul. Nah, got the name, bro. Got the name. Got N- the name. Not prepared uh, to announce got- it. No, 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 no. Actually, look, you go. Look, here's an exclusive. It's actually going to be. He's going to be called Jeremy Atana Paul. Um, all my, all my kids have multi middle names. Um, they all go back to the family, and uh, but this one, he's going to be Jeremy Adam Paul because multi word for Adam is Atana, and he's going to be called Atana. So wow, I thought he he might be Jeremy Junior, and then he's going to be JJ Paul, and in no, no. in nineteen no, years no. he'll be Jay Burning for the Brumbies. JJ Paul, <laughs> <laughs> no man, he'll be golf. He'll be either golf, tennis, or soccer. That's what he'll be. Oh, well. He won't be playing rugby. Uh, <laughs> he'll be playing golf. He'll he'll need a caddy, bro. Mm-hmm. A caddy. That's that's nah, it, man. Nah. Mate, as long as he's healthy. As as a good, there's healthy. a good news story, father-son golf at the moment at the Masters with Ryan Fox, our Kiwi golfer. Yes. And Grant yes. Fox is over there. Yeah, and he was a good mate of Shane Warnes too, wasn't he? Very close. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching a doc on that. and I, I remember many years ago when I was doing stuff with Sky, um, Sky Sports. I think it was back in the 07, um, no, the 2011 World Cup. Mm. I think I was talking to Grand Fox about his son then, and he was saying, "Yeah, he's a bit of a golfer. He goes all right. Like <laughs> he goes all right. Like wow, yeah, what a game, though, eh? Yeah, I what think he's game. about. Uh, I think he's about ranked about thirty-seven in the world now, which is getting up there. And he's tied seventeenth after the first round of the Masters. First time he's played at Nanga, and he shot two under. And he's tied with the likes of Keegan Bradley, Justin Thomas, Cam Smith, Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, wow. What a start. Oh, it's all about day three, though, mate, moving day. Mm. Like, it's all about day three. I, I love golf. Like, I, I just – I don't play it as much as I'd like to, but what what a game. Like, can you imagine going down to the 18th on the last day to be putting for the championship? Like, can you imagine just the, the, the shake you would have? Like, well, I, think that, I think that that pressure. is potentially the highest pressure moment in world sport. I think it's a higher pressure oh. than a field goal to win Super Bowl a, or anything because it's an individual sport. It's yes. an individual yeah, no sport. Teammates. Yeah, Yeah, no, no, no mates to go around. I suppose you've got your caddy, though, right? Like, which is – like, remember Tiger Woods, the, the Kiwi bloke who who's the caddy, and he was, like, one of the – at one stage, one of the highest-paid sports people. Steve Williams, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Tiger often 
would speak about how good he was. So they, they obviously play a pivotal role, and, and it makes sense, right? Like, because when you, because you can go down so quickly, like so quickly, like one one hole can can bury you. And I oh, look, at, I, I think it's an incredible sport. But tennis would be up there though too, bro. Like, imagine serving for match point because we or championship. Championship point, like yeah. that would be. And if you if you knew you weren't because there's players that make Grand Slam finals that think this is probably my final, and because you know I'm, I might have been seeded 35, uh, people got rid of good players, and I've sort of made the final, not by default. Everyone earns their way, but they realistically think this is probably my one chance to win a Grand Slam, and then they're 40, 30 match point, and they're serving. I, I just can't imagine how much you'd pack yourself. <laughs> mate, mate, that's that's one thought that's going through their head. Imagine the 79 other thoughts. <laughs> like, 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 and it's, look, it's it's a technical game where the skill acquisition side of things is it's it's repetitive, right? Like, so they just go through their routine. Look, you look at Nadal with his routine where he's got to touch his head at least 45 times. Like, it's, it's a process, right? Like, same with kickers. You see kickers in rugby league and, and rugby union where they – Go through like where they got their hands in front or P. P. Liddell. Remember when he used to point his arm? <laughs> oh yeah, he like, used to do the. Oh, I was yeah, going to say yeah, something, yeah. but yeah, the, the, a semi a semi <laughs> salute from a country. <laughs> a semi salute. Yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah, you look at those individual sports, hey, and you just sort of think to yourself, "Wow, what mm. pressure! What pressure!" But anyway. We've we've learned from you over, gosh, you've been with us almost since inception, which is coming up two years. You're you're a big watcher and lover of the NRL. Uh, Joseph Suali, thoughts on that? Oh, mate, sensational merch! Like, absolutely. Look for the kid. Like, let's look at let's look at Joseph Suali. Like he he this this talent is incredible. Right, like he's going to dominate the NRL in the next two years as a player. Like he won't, like you know, you got your Latrell Mitchells. You know, you, your fullbacks are just the best players, aren't they? Mm. Right, like your James Tedesco's. And what about? Can we just can we just rewind here first? I've got to put this. I've got to say this. Five weeks ago, six weeks ago, when we previewed the NRL, mm. the one side I said to watch this year, I think will be the best side, was the Broncos. Because mm. Reese Walsh, their spine is on fire. And Billy Walters, I actually I mentioned Billy Walters. I was wondering how he was going to go because he's obviously, he was, he's, the, he's the wink link. Like you, you, in, in looking at it, right, when you've got Reese Walsh, you know, Ryan, uh, you've got Reynolds, not Ryan Reynolds, but Reynolds. <laughs> um, you got Mam, and then you, and then you had Billy Walters. But mate, he he has been he has been unbelievable. Like he, uh, his service, his his deception around dummy half. Uh, kick, he's got a kicking game too. I think a nine in 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 rugby league who has a kicking game who can just pop straight out of dummy half and smack it forty meters down the field because everyone's on side. Like everyone's on side. It's a, it's a and we saw that with Harry Grant and Brandon Smith last night. Harry Grant, wow! Mm. I actually, I ran into Harry Grant about five years ago. I was at a um, I was at a pub at Billy Young's pub, and he was with the West Tigers, and we actually sat down and had a beer together. And I'm not saying it was me, but I said five years ago, mate, nines in rugby league have to run 
and you've got to learn how to do a 40-20, bro. Like, that's, that's all I said. <laughs> not saying that I changed the bloke, but hey, <laughs> it's a bit of a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> were- man, I'm loving, look, the rugby league this year, like it's it's almost like it's already going down as, as potentially one of the best seasons. Like when, when you're getting all these golden point games um, and you just see like this, oh, the footy is just spectacular, like the physicality and, um, and, and each game, look, look, it's probably the closest, apart from the Tigers, obviously. Like, they're just their confidence as a club is just, and I feel for them at the moment. But, you know, when you've got Tim Sheens, Robbie Farrar, and Benji Marshall there, they just, you know, it's a new coaching, uh, you know, trio. So they, they've got to come together and they've, and they've got to, sim- I think they've just got to simplify. Like everyone's talking about they don't have the players, they don't have this. Man, you just got to go back to the drawing board and go, defence, that's it. We don't care, man. Don't we'll build our attack. Don't care. No more tries. That's it. Like they, they can't win games if people like you can't win games if you leave too much points. And that's and and the only way to get yourself out of bad form is to go back to your defense. So they've got to muscle up. But apart from that, man, the rugby league is sensational, isn't it, bro? <laughs> and the Warriors. Yeah, I was going to pick them. It just sounded oh. like you were talking about the Warriors thing. Go back to basics. And um, I, I love listening to the likes of Cooper Cronk, and he was talking about Sean Johnson. He said, mate, he's just taking it back to basics. And he's just, they're not hurried, they're not panicked. We were 20 0 down after 18 minutes last week, and they just stuck to the basics. Um, he didn't have to Mighty Martin last week, but I think he's been a great addition to allow Sean to, to, not have the 100% focus of game decisions and everything, they are flying. Like New Zealand, you can imagine how excited we are for the Warriors. Oh, mate, so am I. Look, I, I love I – love, I think a good competition, like when you have when you have the Warriors, because they they had never lived up to their potential, have they, bro? Like, but they've also – I've said this a million times. They're, they're the Wallabies of, of the NRL competition, mm. right? Like they're, they're getting the – 15th to 20th most talented kid. If they had, like, because the rugby man has been really, really good too, bro. Like, mm. oh my God, the first game I watched, like, actually watched for a long time, the Waratahs Brumbies game, go, those Brumbies! <laughs> Mate, it was the flow. Like, so a lot of mates talk to, they go, oh man, it's so good to see the physicality back. And all. they're all byproducts of the flow of the game. Like that, to me, that's what's lacked in Australian rugby for a very long time has been the flow, the ability to watch a game and the flow of it, the intensity of it. Um, and they're all, that, that's, a, that, that's a product of, of having all the things underneath it going exactly what should be in a game, like running rugby, um, the physicality. Um, you know, we're seeing players attack and play footy rather than we still a little bit too much kicking from the Australian sides, but you know, especially when we watch that blues chiefs and the chiefs blow go those Mulus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Your team again. Hey mate, um, I'm going to get you hold on. We don't have ads cause it's good Friday. So you can sure. even take your headphones out for three minutes while we play a few promos. But Mikey has seen through what is JP's top four. Now I don't know if he's talking league or super rugby. So you've got three minutes to come up with top four, for both competitions. Oh, I've already got him, bro. I've already got him, man. Okay, go make I'm, a cup of tea. I've got my own lead into a show. I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Paul is back after a break.
and Jeremy Paul. Right, homework, JP. Top four for the NRL, my man. Top four for the NRL. Oh, look, it's early days, right? But I, number one, Broncos. I, I said the Broncos at the start of the year. Like yep. if they, they've got the they've got the spine. Um, and and one thing about sport, if if you, the disappointment of losing out on the finals last year for them, especially when they went seven on the trot, but no one ever put this together last year. Was they? It was state of origin. Was when when players like Carrigan, Payne Haas. Like, and they were also young, so they couldn't handle the workload. So they 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 then started, and you see that with sides, young sides anyway, they start to to sort of deteriorate towards the end of the season because it's a long season, bro. But mm. I think I think they put the we used to say put the extra petrol into the tank. Like I think that actually filled up that they filled up at the bells of last year with that, and would have had a good off season. I just think with Reese Walsh the addition, man, that kid is just he can be anything, man. He really could. So, still think the Broncos. The storm last night just showed. Like everyone, why do they keep like saying, "No, nah, Storm are going to like they're not going to be there." Man. <laughs> they're just too well coached. Like they really are. Like they really, really are. And and man. Imagine if Pappenhausen comes back this year too. Mm. Like that kid, he he wins footy games on his own. Like he's like a ten point start if he plays in the game. So hopefully we'll get to see him, and I, I really do because I just what a what a talent, what a player, and I just hope he gets past his injuries. I actually like the Seagulls, bro. Look, I think if Tommy Turbo, like anything with Tom Trevojevic, like I think if. If he can continue, you can see him pulling back in games. You can actually see him like he's still waiting for his body body to get strong. But as we know, he can destroy teams on his own. So it's it's really this X factor, right? That I'm that I'm choosing when you're with the top four because you've got players that can win games on their own. Yeah. So I, I'm actually liking I'm, I'm liking the Seagulls, and I think when I think the Roosters, man, like I think the Roosters, if they if they without James Tedesco last night. Um, you know, Victor Radley got sent for ten, and two tries were scored. So, I just I, I, the Roosters have too much too much power. Joey Manu, what a player! Like he's just come back from um, suspension. So, I think once they get their side settled and they continually play week in week out, the Roosters will be dangerous as well. So, there's my top four. I think the, I think the Warriors can in there around that fifth, six, and I think there'll be a lot of teams battling out for that seven and eight spot. So, mm. What about – what was that? Low-flying plane? Oh, no. What's that? No, yeah, just the car, just a couple of bogans <laughs> driving past. <laughs> um, Super Rugby then, top four. Let's have a look at that. Oh, look, the Chiefs, right? Like what, what I've loved about the Chiefs, and particularly last week's game, was their defence. Like their defence, like the Blues crossed three times. Jeez, I tell you what, Bowden Barrett would have been hiding in the review on Monday, yeah. stepping over the dead ball. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know you weren't kicking well, bro, but put the ball down. Man. Put the ball down. <laughs> Just put the ball down. But they cro- look, and and that's what wins championships is. And I, we, we sort of said this four weeks ago. I just wanted to see how the Chiefs would travel, and I think they got the best back three in the competition like that back three is just wow mm. wow and they and they look to attack at every opportunity 
So, and that's a wonderful mindset when you've got that mindset. But you need, and they've got a wonderful scrum, bro. Like they've got a good scrum, really, really good scrum. And I just, if you can put pressure on opposition scrums, man, I, they've they've got a well balanced side at the moment. And I think if it, they stay injury free, yeah, they they'll be pushing for it. I think. Look, the Hurricanes are sitting second, but they haven't played any of the real top teams yet. No, like I, I, I still want to kind of see how they go, and they've let. They've had some high, some high scores against poor opposition. Like, and they've just, yeah, they've won a couple of easier games where they've where they've turned it on and they've they've say switch on. But I just want to see how they go. Of course, mate, the Brumbies obviously have to be there. So I don't think the Hurricanes will be in the top four. Sorry, I think the Chiefs, I think the Brumbies, Crusaders, and the Blues. Look, I think the Blues that like Crusaders will tra- always track right. And look, the emotion of knowing when Razor Robinson sort of leaves and goes into his All Black position, I think this is obviously going to be his last year. So I think that emotional roller coaster towards the end of the season will. Um, Will be a massive positive for the Crusaders, obviously. So I think, um, and and they've just done it before. So I think they'll definitely be up there. And the Blues look, I, they'll be disappointed about last week's result against the Chiefs. They really should have beaten the Chiefs, um, and they should have beaten the Crusaders as well. But two away games, bro. Two away games. Yeah, I, I still think the Blues are are tracking really well. So my my side, my my four man is the is the Chiefs, the Brumbies. The Crusaders and the Blues. Um, for the first time ever in the Jeremy Paul show, Ken hasn't texted in, and that's because he's got he goes to Australia once a year to watch uh, the Blues play, and he's gone over to Melbourne to watch them play the Rebels. Just an absolute champion of a fan of the Blues. But uh-huh. the the last one I wanted to talk to you about was the Reds and the Brumbies. Uh, the TRB's got it priced pretty closely, about a four point favourite. The Brumbies um, they were good last week, mate, but uh, they have to go to Queensland. I think the Reds have been a little bit disappointed. Pointing for me, but I think that they've got enough to really worry the Brumbies. Oh, mate, yeah, look, we, we want to be nice, don't we? But no, look, I th- the Reds have just been a massive disappointment again this year. Like, it's they, there's they do the most silliest mistakes, they do schoolboy errors, and it's it's not at this level. Like, mm. I'm sorry, but they need to be like, and and Unfortunately, Brad Dawn's head is on the chopping board because yeah. they've got all the potential there, man. They've got – and they should be playing well. And, and I think it's indicative of Harry Wilson not making the Wallaby squad, right? Like you look at oh, – he's been one of the best number eights in the comp. But I think it's been a reflection on how the Reds have played that Harry Wilson hasn't been – is not in that Wallaby squad. And, and Eddie Jones loves a big number eight. Mm. Tate McDermott hasn't had the uh, the options or the opportunities to be able to to, to play at his best. And James O'Connor, mate, he's been incredibly disappointing. Like he really has. Look, I don't, don't think Ten's his position, to be honest. Like, he's just – and, again, it's always about creating that time and space for others and, and how much time and space you create. And you, you play as a team. So players need to generate that space for them, and it, that's just, it's just not happening, mate. Like so, the Brumbies are going to go up there. The Brumbies should win. They've now got their best side. Like this this weekend, their side that they're playing is their number one side, right? Like, it, and and for me, they're now starting. Like 
they've started slow this year, but they're winning games they shouldn't be winning. Like that Waratahs game last week, they had no right to win that, but they won it. And that's just that's just points in the bank. Like as you start to come towards the end of the season, they need to they need to toughen up in defence. They need to muscle up. They can't be giving away easy tries like that that they have been letting in. So, but Bernie Larkham, Stephen Larkham has been chopping and changing the side. Obviously, resting Wallabies when he's needed to um, for the preparation. Because mate, it is. People don't think it's a long season, but it is. Like it, it's a long season after back to back to back to back seasons for Wallaby players. So you, you do have to watch their um, how much work that they do. But this weekend, bro, this is their best side. So I, I'm I'm looking for a very strong performance here. Last thing I want to ask you about was Eddie Jones named his first World Cup squad. Some glaring omissions. A lot of people are thinking he's just putting a rocket up some guys that will ultimately make the Wallaby. World Cup side. Is this a psychological play by Eddie to get them to show some performance under pressure? Uh, Man, look, he's picked on form, right? Like, there's no incumbents with him because he's not, like, he's he's a new coach. So he's, like, when you look at this and you go, well, do I continually pick the same squad that, that has been getting picked and the incumbents, or do I look at Super Rugby and go, no, I'm picking on form? Like, players like Gleeson, right? He's – and going back to the number eight with Harry Wilson. Like, I think Harry Wilson's a huge talent, but this young Gleeson has just been outstanding for the Waratahs. Pete Samu, Rob Valentini is – they're obvious choices because the Brumbies are the only sides that have ever mat- uh, are matching up to the to the New Zealand team. So, you know, that, that I think that 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 one example there of players that he's chosen have been picked on form, and and I like that. Like, mm. I, and and as a player, like you, you and you've seen, have you seen Michael Hooper's form? Like, yeah. how good he's been, yeah. right? But because we'll he's not like he's yes, he's the incumbent Wallaby skipper, but. That's under Dave Rennie. That's not under Eddie Jones. So he's got to fight. Like, and and th- that was one of the, I suppose one of the the biggest things that I like. You know, looking at my career and and going over it and looking at when we like when we won the '99 World Cup and John Eels was the captain. He didn't get chosen each week because he was the captain. It's because he he was the first chosen because he was in his position. Like you've got to be in your you've got to be chosen for your position first. And I think that's what Eddie Jones has done. Like he's brought in a couple of other players that wouldn't have even wouldn't even been on the radar with Dave Rennie. Fair enough, because Dave Rennie's would have been looking at a squad preparing for this this World Cup at the end of the year, and he's seen those players and seen what they like under pressure. So, no, I like it, man. It's a good move. Like, you know, we can we we can speculate as much as we want, right? Like with respects to Wallabies that haven't been picked, but they're just to me. It's if you're not in form, you're not in the squad. Mm. JP, uh, very happy Easter to you and yours and, you too, the, and the soon to be born Brumby Paul. Uh, can't wait for that to be go uh, seamless for you. And uh, within sort of three or four weeks, you're going to be a father of what are we up to now? About 14, something like that? Yeah, 72. Yep. <laughs> Good man, mate. We'll catch up next week. Thanks, bro. See you, Thank boy. Thank you. Have a fabulous and safe Easter, everyone. Top, Thanks, Fano. Top man. Jeremy Paul, the Jeremy Paul Show every Friday, right?